Welcome y bienvenidos to Presently Aquí with Claudia, an insightful mindfulness podcast to help you discover ways to control your thoughts, emotions, fears, and essentially mastering self-love. Hi everyone, welcome to Presently Aquí with Claudia. Today I am hosting Carrie Hummingbird. Hi Carrie. Hi, thanks for having me on the show. Of course, of course, how could I not? Now, you hosted me last week on your show, which was wonderful, and I'm happy to host you on mine, so this is beautiful exchange. Reciprocity in action. That's right, girl. Um, so please share a little bit about uh, what you do and, um, and your light with us. Absolutely. Well, I am a mom, and that's what really got me started on my journey. Nice. And asking the questions of, you know, who do I want to be? as a role model for my kids Mm -hmm. and to really own and um, admit who I was being Mm -hmm. and decide to make the changes to become a responsible human and demonstrate what it takes to become a responsible human. And on that journey, I had to, I had to let go of my codependency with psychotherapy and with pharmaceutical mood Mm -hmm. stabilizers. Right. And I had to step into that personal responsibility. And, and on the other side of that, I learned about shamanic healing and, and weight, alternative forms of healing and, mm-hmm. you know, how to, how to repair the mitochondria in your body and all of these amazing things that I was able to claim for myself on mm-hmm. my healing journey. And, um, and now I share those messages on my podcast. I, I invite other people on who've had similar journeys and we share our stories. And so I'm a storyteller. I'm an information sharer, and I'm an advocate for people to claim their sovereignty. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. You know, usually um, for my podcast, I start with some ice-breaking questions, but I think that because we've spoken last week and we got to speak a little more before we started recording, um, that we're ready. I think we're just ready going to dive deeply into this conversation. <laughs> I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- just so everyone is aware, uh, certain forces try to stop this podcast, but here we are, we're delivering the message to you. Um, so Carrie, please, I know you started a little bit telling us, um, why you started your self-discovery journey with was it originally just being a mom or did it begin a little bit beforehand? You know, I think when I became a mom is when I really started waking up to the fact that how I was living my life hmm. was not authentic for me. Right. And it was because I started seeing myself and my inner struggles with, you know, caring for my babies, for example, and then all that it highlighted for me in my marriage and, you know, the partner that I had chosen to procreate with, it, it really started showing me so many things about our dynamics, how I responded to things or actually more accurately reacted to many things, mm. how I distracted from my own pain with food and with alcohol and then with the pharmaceutical medications and how I... um you know, I really was uncomfortable with a lot of things. Like I was very uncomfortable with conflict, for example. And so instead of like facing something head on and dealing with it and feeling all the feelings of it, I would try to numb and distract Mm. and, you know, and prevent myself from having to be in that situation. So like leave, you know, like flee the situation. And what I didn't understand about myself, and even though I had 
this early opportunity to learn about meditation, um, my psychotherapist or somebody recommended to me that I go to this meditation class. And I didn't even understand at that time um, what was going on in my body. But what was really happening was that, um, especially as I became a mother, all of these early childhood traumas started getting released from my body and and I started seeing the ways that I had, for example, abandoned my own voice and my own truth in order to please other people, yeah. to keep the peace, yeah. Yeah. to go along, mm. Mm. and to keep my position in the family, to mm. keep people loving mm-hmm. me. Yes. Um, then I had to do what they wanted me to do yes. so that I could keep their love. Yeah. Yeah. And that... I had to start admitting actually made me really angry deep inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was repressing those feelings <clears throat> because my early experiences with a very violent um, stepfather, a drunk, violent stepfather, was that he was often very angry and I never wanted to be angry. And my mom also had some mm. um, challenges with anger. Mm. And how to restrain herself when angry. And so I also didn't want to, um, I was really judgmental about anger. Like I had so Mm -hmm. much judgment about it. And so I never wanted to be a person who was angry. So instead of facing my actual feelings, Mm -hmm. I kind of did everything I could to twist myself up in knots to become something that would never provoke a conflict so that I could please everybody around me and never get in an argument and then everybody would like me mm-hmm. and so I never had to be challenged with being you know abandoned or rejected right right, right. but the problem is that it didn't work you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would my anger my true feelings would bust out of the right. steams and then I would react and then everyone would be so surprised that I was angry all of a sudden and reacting mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. didn't see like the 50 yeah. million things that happened before that that stepped across my boundaries yeah. Yeah. And I never spoke up about it. Right, right. Wow, that is truly powerful. And I resonate with everything you said, honestly, because I felt what you were saying is where I was. I was holding myself back to accommodate family and friends, to be loved, to be part of something. Because if, you know, as you're being more authentic, you start to lose those connections because they can't walk with you. And that's okay. But when you aren't mentally prepared for that all you want to do is be surrounded by those you love right um and consequentially you lose out and yeah I mean when I when I started well I I did the thing that everyone said you were supposed to do Mm -hmm. you know everybody society everybody you know I took the pills to not feel things Mm -hmm. so that I could be stable and not like rock the boat right I, I went to psychotherapy to figure out what was wrong with me mm-hmm. that was causing everybody else to be upset, right. you know, and that I could fix myself some more to be liked <laughs> by everybody else, Wow, mm-hmm. you know, and then that approach, what it did was it actually pummeled me deeper and deeper and deeper into self-loathing and self-shame because as I did all those behaviors, mm-hmm. I'm actually totally abandoning myself 100%. and my truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my mom kept saying, why don't you speak? up why don't you speak up how come you don't tell him to stop like you won't speak up and I'm like well I have to pick my battles and so if you've ever heard yourself say that that's kind of like where I was at so you know I had to um it had to get really really bad for me to make the choice Mm -hmm. to advocate for myself it had to get so bad Mm. that as a mom with two little elementary school kids I wanted to kill myself Mm -hmm. 
Right. That's how bad it had to get for me to decide to self-advocate. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah. And it's usually what happens to a lot of us. We reach a point, whether it's that, that far or a little bit before, but there is a breaking point where we reach and we just snap and like, no, I deserve to be loved by, by myself, for myself, heal myself. So that way I can give to my two little ones. And that's truly powerful and remarkable how that happens to us, right? In our lives that that moment. And now here you are, I'm gonna, you're gonna answer my next question, which is what was the pivotal moment in your life to become who you are as a healer today? Yeah, so I would say there was a couple of pivotal moments. One moment was the decision to leave my, um, the father of my children. Mm-hmm. To finally self-advocate and to say, like, this dynamic between the two of us is not healthy for me. It's not getting better. Right. And it's not healthy for my kids because mm-hmm. that's not the model of relationship I want to give them. He's, he's not working on it. And I'm not able to move forward without him working on it. Mm. So I need to leave. And so I left. And, of course, the state of consciousness that I was in when I left was um, – nothing like the consciousness I have now because I had to take the journey. Right. But it was still the right decision to leave mm-hmm. and give my my kids an opportunity to witness something different and to learn about the family system mm. by separating it out so they could see me very clearly in my house and their dad very clearly in his house and how I deal with life and, and I was evolving and growing and learning and mm-hmm. facing my crap and all of this. And I don't know what he was doing in his house, but whatever it was, they got to witness what was going on over there. And then they got to make up their own mind mm-hmm. about who they wanted to be right. because they could see the patterns more clearly with it separated out that way. So yeah. it wasn't a problem. I know it happens to a lot of people and it's always really sad yeah. to us when families break up, but sometimes that's the best thing that could happen so that the clarity can come in and kids get a choice yes. of how they want to be. Yes. So that was that was um that was one major thing that I did that set in motion um big opportunities for myself and for my kids. And because I'm all about my kids' sovereignty as I mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not about my kids doing what I say because I told them. Right. I'm about my kids really knowing their why, mm-hmm. fully understanding it, being well informed and making their own choices. Right. So I feel like they're prepared for that now because of my choice to leave their father. And the other thing that happened to me that was really pivotal because I didn't know who I was. Mm. I mean, I was so lost. And I hear lots of moms saying this. I was so lost. I don't even know who I am anymore because I'm just doing everything to, like, prevent my kids from having challenges. I'm bending over backwards. My parents don't agree with me. Mm. Like, everybody's attacking me, and it's all my fault. And, like, there's no place to hide as a mom. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, where am I and who am I anymore after all of this sacrifice? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I believe in sacred sacrifice, but it's sacred. I, I think a lot of the sacrifice that ha- happens for moms is a, sa- is a false sacrifice. It's actually a codependency and it's a rescuing paradigm, which, you know, whenever you rescue someone, you're kind of like saying to them, hey, I don't think that you have what it takes to make a decision about your life. So I need to rescue you now because you're clearly not doing it right. Mm. And I see a different way. It's most people think of rescuers like hero as heroes, like just fantastic. 
but it's actually super disempowering to people to think that they need to be rescued. So, I mean, we have an entire religion based on being rescued and we can see how people don't advocate for Mm -hmm. themselves and don't ask questions and are actually encouraged not to ask Uh, questions. Right, right. exactly. Because then you'll be punished if you do. Mm-hmm. So the, so I taught my kids how to question everything, and I started questioning everything. And, and so that's really a major path I got on was starting to learn about the four agreements, mm-hmm. you know, Don Miguel Ruiz, how to live an integrity life, mm-hmm. being the artist of my dream of life, yeah. and allowing everybody else to be the artist of their dream right. of life, and seeing that there's not one reality, there's billions of realities. And in that teaching and in that, that opening to earth-based um spirituality I had a a shamanic healing from my first um, shamanic teacher um, practitioner Gary Starnes in Austin as part of his program the quest for authenticity because of course the four agreements is all about helping you declutter yourself from codependency conditioning other people's ideas societal expectations Mm -hmm. so that you can actually figure out who you are underneath it all and so part of that also, he did a shamanic healing on me and I, my brain was so chattery, I almost didn't receive the healing. Mm, interesting. It, you know, my mind was just chattering like, this is just BS. I'm lying on the floor. I used to be on a couch at least with psychotherapy. Now I'm like on a rug on the floor. This is stupid. This isn't working. He's got some drum. <laughs> How is this going to mean anything? Right. You know, I don't believe this crap. And then... I said, okay, Carrie, he ta- you know, I've already been in this program long enough. He taught us suspend disbelief. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because my reticular activating system in my brain tied into my re- reptilian brain, my fear-based brain was creating um, imbalance in my system mm-hmm. that was in a permanent state of fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And that's what was causing my brain to chatter. And so what I needed to do was get balanced again and safe again, and then I could listen to spirit. And so mm-hmm. that's what he did for me. He cleared out like the early, earliest, they, they call it, you know, they want to find the root of the problem, like the, the source. Right. And the root of my, of my challenges in life had been my loss of innocence mm-hmm. at one years old. Wow. That is, oh, wow, that's incredible. Wow. And I think many of us can resonate mm-hmm. with that statement. Mm-hmm. Like I, we lost our yes. innocence. We lost our mm-hmm. faith. We lost our trust. Yes, 100%. We lost safety in the truest sense of the word. And so we're just scrambling yes. to try to make safety out of false things. Like the Bible talks about false idols. Mm-hmm. Science is a false yes. idol. Yes. Vaccines are a false yes. idol. Anything outside of your inner power, yes. your connection to the divine is a false idol. Yeah, 100%. You're... You know, and, and don't take my mm-hmm. word for it. You know, like, I'm not here to tell anyone what to think. As a matter of fact, I'm here to help you and encourage you to go find it for yourself. A hundred percent. Don't take my word for anything. Mm -hmm. I'm not a guru. Mm -hmm. I am simply a woman who's taken a journey to find my innocence again. And I live for my innocence now. And I'm connected to the planet. I'm connected to the divine. They talk to me all the time. Mm -hmm. The consortium of God are constantly talking to me (laughs) and the ancestors and they share lots and lots of things with me they always guide Mm -hmm. me i call them in every day as i open sacred space and i'm always guided and it's because i got my innocence Mm -hmm. back that i've been able to keep 
that connection open. Beautiful, beautiful. I think we need a collective innocence retreat. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great course, a good program to have. And I think that would be, it's funny because I always say that mindfulness is first and foremost, but I think that beats it. I think that one should go first. Innocence, retrieval, then mindfulness, and everything else. It's important. Because once you have connection, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's when you're when you're disconnected, your body is scared just automatically. Right. Right. You know, we have primal memory mm-hmm. from our ancestral mm-hmm. DNA of being cast out of the tribe, right. out of the community because we didn't go along. Mm-hmm. We have yes. primal memory of being cast into the wild where some bear, you know, threatened our mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, so the so this human conformity program has been running for thousands and thousands of thousands yes. of years because of the reptilian mm-hmm. brain and the fear of survival. Yes. yes. A million percent. I can't agree more with you. And yes, she's not trying to tell you how to live, but she's just trying to awaken your innocence, your questioning, like that curiosity. Where, where is that today for you? Think about that. Where is that for you today? And it's interesting mm. that that got, you know, when the, when the powers that be that wanted mm. control got a hold of Jesus's teachings, what's the first thing they did is said, don't you dare eat that apple and question anything. To be a good little child, you need to do as Correct. you're told. Right. So thousands of years of you, you better do what you're told. Otherwise, you're not a good mm-hmm. child and you're going straight right. to hell. And what I'm saying is I made it through that fear matrix thanks in large part to my mother from extricating herself from that paradigm mm-hmm. of coercion yeah. and choosing to believe in something that's true for her mm-hmm. and then not giving me any programming. She gave me zero programming around religion, nothing. She let me find my way to God and that is what we all need to allow each other to do. We all have to find our yes. way to God's source, creator, the divine, the infinite, the source. It's a sacred journey. Yes, correct. And it, and the relationship you have with your God or, or whomever it is that you call the source, the universe, that's a personal relationship. It's, there's, there's no need for a middleman in that space because the, the, the messages and the guides that are there for you are there for you specifically your life, you. No one can hear them and feel those messages but you. you know. Yes, and anybody who says that they have your answer is a false prophet. 100%. They do not yes. have your answer. They cannot have That's your right. answer. I actually, I actually, um, I posted on my own feed today mm-hmm. with exactly that encouragement to say, I've seen another leader that I know in Austin using her life experience and her indigenous tribe's guidance and their decision to take the vaccine to coerce her following into taking the vaccine out of like sort of an implied, hey, you know, the indigenous people are doing it. We're doing it. So if you're not, you're really not clued into something. I'll give you a call if you want to like find Mm -hmm, out more. mm -hmm. That really bothered me because what I keep repeating to people is I share my story with you not to influence you about your choice, but to encourage you to take the journey to find your sovereign choice. I actually don't know what your sovereign choice mm-hmm. is. I don't know what's right, right for you. 
the vaccine might be right for you. The not vaccine may be right for you. I have no idea, actually. I only know my Mm -hmm. choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I stand in my choice. And so when I stand publicly in my choice, it's not to tell you that you should do as I do. It's to tell you, you can do it too. Mm -hmm. Stand in your choice. Stand in your truth. In your mm-hmm. truth, your yes. guidance, your inner guidance right. is telling you. If you're listening to your family for the choice, and believe me, Claudia, I got tested on that one because I love right. my family so, 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 so much, so much. And we're just repairing our relationships after so much disagreement. And the last thing I wanted to do was create any kind mm-hmm. of situation that would like destroy the love, right? So I was like, oh. <laughs> so, of course, I'm at lunch with my two sons and my mother. And they all gang up on me at the same time. And not like a ganging up in a mean way, but just like they're so they're so concerned right. from their perspective because they all took the vaccine. And they so love me so much. And they're just like, you know, we just want you to take the vaccine. You just, you know, this is the healthy way. People are dying. You're going to lose your smell. You're going to lose your taste. You're going to die. And we love you. We want you to be around. And. And it was so hard because I felt all this pressure right. coming in. Like I felt this intense like bubble mm, of pressure. Mm. And I it t- I had to take some deep breaths and like put my hand mm. over my heart and my other hand over my belly yeah. and just breathe to not like leave the table, not, you know, fight back, not try to convince, not try to defend and just be in the moment and just go, okay, now that I'm clear, my reptilian brain has calmed down and my limbic brain has gone through its emotional process. I'm back in my frontal cortex, the place of my higher power and my reasoning and in Mm -hmm. my heart, the truth of my heart. And I looked at all of them with tears in my eyes and I said, I feel your love so strong and I'm so Mm -hmm. grateful that you love me that much. And that means more to me than Mm -hmm. anything else. And for that, I am healed. I love you so much. And I've got to follow my own guidance. And I hope you can love me as I follow my own guidance. Let's respect each other. Beautiful. Beautiful. And we were able to do that. Everyone agreed. Like, yes, I respect you. Wow. That's all it takes, right? Isn't that incredible? It's so powerful. Respect. How can you say no to that? Yes. No. Because if you're saying no to what you just, that statement then you're not in the state of love because now you just want what you want for you. I want, I want Carrie to do this. I want, she should. And and if she doesn't, then that's it, you know, and that's not love. Yeah. Because she doesn't agree with me. She's, I'm not following her anymore. (laughs) Like I had somebody say, I read your book and, and you know, you're just a false pied piper. (laughs) And, (laughs) and I was like, well, did you read this section about, um, the the unique thumbprint right, journey right. in the second wave book. Did you read that section? How about the section on the um, courageous heart? Did you read that section? <laughs> yeah. There might be some more nuggets in there you might have missed. And she said, well, I'm not going to learn from you. And I said, well, obviously you're not. It's okay. So it's kind of like luck. we talked about, um, okay, if it's not you, then it's someone else. She will find another teacher eventually when the time is right for her. Yes, people need, exactly, we've talked about that before. It's my belief now, I used to try to please everybody and keep everybody in so that they would learn from me because I felt like they were my people if they were coming to me and I had to be sure that they, you know, they woke up and I was responsible for them waking up. And I've gone through this now where I'm like, no, I'm not. 
It's not right. my responsibility. I'm here to speak the message that wants That's to come it. through me in the way that it needs to mm-hmm. come through me. And I have a certain vibration. I have a certain, um, right. you know, energetic. I have, I have a certain way of being. And it's not mm-hmm. going to resonate for everybody. But it might be the very catalyst that pisses somebody off enough that they go to the right person for them. And they can hear it in the way yes. that works for them. Yes. And they start the journey. And I'm happy to be that person with no compensation. You're welcome. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. If I ever piss you off and you're like, screw that <laughs> Carrie Hummingbird. I'm going to go find mm-hmm. the teacher for me then you're welcome, you're welcome, right. you're welcome. Right. I did my job. Yeah. I really love that so much when we spoke on your podcast because it is, um, it's part of the healing process. As a healer, as we're here to guide other people, it's also knowing that maybe maybe it's not me. Maybe it could be someone else. Because also when we talked about this, what, what came to mind was um, I took music theory like three times. It wouldn't sink in until I met the right teacher. And then I was accepting of what he was teaching. And I was like, oh, that's what I wasn't able to receive. And it was just a class. So imagine for something this powerful and truly magical, it is very difficult for a lot of people to really accept the message at first or until it keeps coming to them until that right person aligns with that maybe mentality or state of mind that they're in and clicks, then we all win. We all win every single soul that mm-hmm. makes the journey to yes. their sovereignty. We yes. all win. It's one more drop mm-hmm. in the bucket of yes. the new age, and we, and we all, all win. win. And so I celebrate each person's journey. And I want to say also, you know, for those of us who have maybe woken up more, I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of people in your audience kind of already started getting the downloads and were like, hi, I think I'm going to go listen to Claudia because what she's saying oh. makes a lot of sense. And then they're surrounded by people who maybe aren't like totally in that camp yet. They're sort of still in the reptilian brain and the limbic brain, still in fight or flight and not Mm -hmm. really able to listen, not able to tap into their heart yet. So much armoring from so many years of defending oneself from, um, you know, hateful attacks and things like that. And so my recommendation is, you know, this is something I've learned on my own journey, which has been really powerful. My journey as a mentor, and this um, this just came in recently, like even in a more strong way, where I realized once I know better, once I once I know better is not the right word. Once I know my truth, once I see the bigger picture, like the journey. Once I take the journey, I can look back over my journey and mm. I can see all the points where I made key decisions, and I can see you know, how I was on a hero's journey this whole time, even though in the middle of that journey, I felt like I was being accused of being crazy and, and stupid. And I'm still being accused of being those things, you know, but I, you know, I was kind of believing it. Right. And I was down on myself and I, I was judging myself and I had that inner critic voice in my head and I was struggling with these big emotions I didn't know what to do with because they finally came to, back to roost even though all those years of, of uh, medication, they didn't really right. solve those emotions. They just pent up until they finally right. had to get out of me, right? So, you know, in that process, I right. felt like a loser. You know, I felt like no one loved me. My family actually turned their backs on me for quite a number, a couple of years there, and some of them still have. And because of the things I was doing really provoked them into a state of anger. But the thing is, like, that was my hero's mm. journey to claim mm. my sovereignty. 
And what I really needed and what I finally got was several teachers and mentors who saw me in my quest for authenticity. They saw me as an intrepid explorer willing to question everything. They saw me on the edge of consciousness. They saw me claiming my sovereignty. They didn't see me as broken and insufficient and lacking and all those things that the Western Mm -hmm. medical looks at people like. They didn't see me that way. They saw me as on the way. I remember that I had this one conversation on a yoga retreat with this beautiful teacher that I um, really adored. And she said to me, I said, you know, I don't, I don't like this, this diagnosis that I got. And I'll tell the audience the diagnosis I got, you know, 15 years ago was borderline personality. Well, that's a pretty yes, rough one to swallow. Yes. You know, it's like, wow, you're telling me I'm broken at every level and I'm not fixable and I'm just a loser and I'm just, you know, I'm a problem right. in all relationships and I need to be ostracized and shunned and cast out of the tribe because it's and, all my fault, right? Mm-hmm. That's a heavy burden for anybody who's yes. gotten that diagnosis. And that's a label that I like to, that I just like cast mm-hmm. right off my back eventually. But when I was holding that, I went to this yoga retreat and she looked at me and she said, you know, I said, I don't like this broken branch because I'd had this, um, she had this exercise, go get, go get, um, some wood and, and make it into your spiritual, like exercise this weekend to love yourself. And the one I got had this one straight branch. It had a straight, a straight branch that was true and beautiful and smooth. And it, you know, it didn't have any rough edges and it was gorgeous. And then it had this other branch that was totally wild and like, and like all like messed up and just crazy looking, you know? And I was like, I hate this crazy branch. And she said, that crazy branch is a gift. Mm. I said, what are you talking about? It's terrible. It gets me rejected. It gets me yes. censored. It right. gets me criticized. It gets me broken. Mm. told I'm broken. It's, it's painful. I mm. hate that crazy branch. And she said, well, you just need to put things in right relationship. And when everything's in the right spot, mm. it'll all make sense. Yes. Because she could see the truth of me that yes. I couldn't even see. She could see that I was one of those shamans, right, that other indigenous cultures would have recognized, that I'm one of those healers, clairvoyants, shamans, that the Western culture wants to put into a mental facility and let them rot. She could see the truth of me that I was a gift when my society couldn't see it. And I want to say that for anybody who's got a unicorn child, Please see them in the highest light as the most courageous individual you could possibly imagine coming in as a sensitive, mm. perceptive being into this huge mess wow. of humanity. Wow. That is the best advice ever I've ever heard, honestly, because um, I've shared this story before, but, you know, it's rare when parents can do that. And when they, when they do do that, the result is Jane Goodall. Jane Goodall, I saw her speak, and she spoke about her mother when she was four years old. She went out to the backyard, and she had a good time, and it was bedtime, and she brought a handful of ants and dirt to the bed. And instead of her mother chastising her and yelling, and why is, why, you know, and being mad, she explained to her why the ants can't sleep in her bed, right? Because she would crush them, right? She'll sleep, and the ants will die and they you know they live in the ground and that's why you know she gave her the explanation and nourished her versus the opposite and what happened she became Jane Goodall so the example is there when you nourish that unicorn child look what happens 
And sometimes, you know, sometimes like right now we're in this big phase of healing the Mm -hmm. mother wound on the planet, which is my book. uh, The other book I wrote, Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Wound. Um, That book is really about how do we claim our power back as mothers and as women by healing our own relationship with our own mothers Mm -hmm. and these ancestral patterns passed down for generations that tell women to sit down shut up look pretty and be nice that's not what we need on the planet right now we need women who are willing to say that's enough stop it so the indigenous people have been asking for years for our western women to say that's enough to the men and we need to be brave enough to say that's Mm -hmm. enough stop stop we need to wait. We need mm-hmm. to come back to counsel. Yes. We need to consider. Mm-hmm. We need to give it space. We need to listen to each other. Yes. We need diplomacy. Mm-hmm. We need empathy. We need caring for each other. We need listening. We definitely don't need to keep forcing a decision on people that many people are, even if one person was not okay with it, that's enough reason and to not push the the agenda, even if one person, because I am here for every single human being on this planet to have their sovereignty Mm -hmm. respected. It's so important. I'm not here for tribal domination. It's so important to have sovereignty, and I'm so happy you brought that up. It's truly so important, and that is the basis of why I started Present Yaki, because a lot of people don't have sovereignty over themselves and you went through the emotions as to where that comes from and where we learn those things but as adults and now given the space because of COVID and now that we get to stop and look and surround ourselves with our own thoughts and actions and and words that we should take advantage of this specific time to reclaim your sovereignty and, and listen to the guides and listen to the messages that's there waiting for you to listen. It's just sitting there waiting for you to be listened to. And so it's truly important. And, you know, I don't think anybody that I've had on is accidental, coincidental, because I don't believe in those things. So having you carry and speak on all these beautiful topics is why I do what I do because these are the messages that need to be heard and they need to be shared absolutely in many ways and all of you bring different perspectives and you know saying about you know which which healer will help you that's why I created the bridge so that way you can listen to everyone's story find that person that could possibly guide you to your sovereignty and to self-love Yeah, and ultimately mm-hmm. respecting your sovereignty mm-hmm. is self-love. And like I said, it's not easy because of all of these um, ideas in the collective that have, you know, mm-hmm. that have been around for a long mm-hmm. time about what love is. That's a lot of conditioned ideas about what love is. And actually, love is something mm-hmm. far more profound. You know, love is, love is respecting your sovereignty yeah. above all else. You know, when my husband and I got, my second husband and I got married, we did it for agreement Mm. style and we made agreements together about what our relationship was going to be about. 
and how we were going to live like what are the principles we're living our relationship by and we made a set of agreements together and every year we revisit that set of agreements and we ask each other is there anything that needs to be changed or evolved in order for us to keep going and it's not about till death do us part it's about how can we support each other's growth it to the Mm -hmm. highest truth for each other on this journey of life and be with ourselves with whatever comes up in that process Mm -hmm. like my husband got the vaccine right and i didn't get it and we don't argue about this topic at all there's no arguing about this topic we respect each other and that's it that's the basis respect respect for yourself and respect for others and that's that's beautiful that's beautiful i'm glad you brought that and shared it because it just shows it's it's doesn't have to be you both don't have to be exactly the same you you both need to just respect each other's authenticity and that's it because even i live with my brother who's an omnivore and i'm vegan but we never argued about that i never forced him he never forced me we just had the respect and it was just it worked i'm not his mother either you know i don't so it's just like, this is your life. This is what you want. This is my life. And this is what I want. And that's it. And even you said that, I'm not his mother. That's because in our culture, mm-hmm. there's this idea that mother knows best. And what I want to say is that any mother worth her salt is mm-hmm. going to help her kid find their own truth. And, and respect that truth that your kid yeah. has and not try to change them. And that's a hard lesson. I've had to learn that. And both of my boys got that vaccine. And, and of course, as you know, I didn't get it. So I had right. to go through my own process. Okay, if you're gonna, are right. you going to walk your walk, Carrie right. Hummingbird? Are you going to walk your walk? Right. Or are you going to violate your own principles? And it's like, right. nope, I'm walking my walk. I'm not going to, like, tell them to their face I support you and then go behind their back and be like, right. I can't right. believe it, you know, and judge, 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 mm-hmm. judge, judge. No. I'm going to go, well, their higher guidance led them to that choice, so that must be right for them, and I support them. And I'm definitely not going to be creating stories that that vaccine doesn't work and do a good job because it's in the bodies of all of my loved ones. So the last thing I'm going to do is talk bad about that vaccine. That vaccine had (laughs) better work, and I am praying for it. Right. Okay? (laughs) Like, I am praying hard for it. And also the example is that why following your authenticity and your truth that you don't end up alone because I mean Carrie is not alone in her decision I'm not vaccinated I'm not going to it's just because the guides have told me that's not my that's not my path that's not for me and that's okay if it was then it was but it isn't and so we will never be alone in our choices of following your authenticity because we are here here we're having this conversation if if I was alone in my choice then everyone I interview would be vaccinated. But that's not the case because um, as most of you will start to listen, a lot of the people already that I've interviewed, I haven't. It's just because we're following what we're being told by our our source, our, our inside, our hearts. It's just telling us, okay, and we listen. Intuitively, we know because by in- following your intuition is led us to who we are today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and once you take the journey of following your intuition and find yourself again, the last thing you're going to do is abandon yourself because other people are trying to force you into something that's not congruent with your intuition. You know, that that has such a large 
topic of growth on this planet at this time is, you know, moving out of like external evidence Mm -hmm. and into internal knowing is like a huge shift. And I get that that's hard because I took that journey too. I spent 20 years battling with my former spouse over like every little thing and can you prove it and what's your proof and show me your proof and I have more proof and my proof is better and all of that as 20 years that way so when I see people having those arguments I'm like hmm have you guys read the intention experiment by Lynn McTaggart because that might really (laughs) illuminate some things for you in this moment about like you know particle and wave and you know spotting things that are you know and making them true or not true um, yeah, that's why everybody right, can find evidence right. to support what they believe because of the, of the, of the intention experiment. And if you educate yourself on that, you'll start to realize like just how much this reality support, like your reality is supported by this framework on this planet earth to ha- believe whatever you want to believe until you decide you want to mm-hmm. like yes, find out something more true. Because even the people out there, everyone has, um, a group of people they see crazy Oh, they're crazy. Oh, how do they believe that? And how do everybody has their place to have that reality be real and exist? So it when you so it's it goes back to again, even if you you're radical in any way, you're gonna find your group of people that are just the same. But when you follow your authenticity, you will lose a lot of people, but gain the healers into your life. And then hopefully you can, once you feel, you know, really secure inside your own knowing, right? Because it does take some time to get acquainted Mm -hmm. with your own knowing and Mm -hmm. how to know what's true for you and what's not true for you. It takes a while to figure that out and get through a lot of conditioning to get a good, clear read consistently. When you finally figure that process out, you can start challenging your assumptions even more by stepping into the opposite or in the direction of the opposite, right? I wouldn't say go all the way 100% to the opposite because that is a very painful experience, but I would say, you know, go 10% into the opposite and go look, take a look and see what's there and expand your, expand your perceptual filters Mm -hmm. to see what else comes in, which I do regularly. I'm constantly looking at things about the vaccine. Mm -hmm. I, I look at all kinds of, I research everything. I'm not, I don't exclude any information. Um, I look at all of it because it's all relevant. There's all, there's somebody that spotted that and believed it, you know, so maybe it's true. I don't know. Right. It's true for them. It's so worth a look. Mm-hmm. it's worth a look, you know, and, and then I can run it through mm-hmm. my own intuition filters. Again, I can run that information. I can get quiet. I can digest it. I can let it run through me, through right. my body. And my body will tell me the truth right. about whether that's right. right for me or not. And if it's not right for me, 100%. it doesn't mean it's not right for them. And with your your shamanic uh, expertise, what is your process like? Do you go through this kind of motion to help people? Yes, I ask people mm-hmm. to run experiments all the time. So this last experiment I asked my group to do is I said, okay, take mm-hmm. something you're really convinced is true. And then for this week, go mm-hmm. look up the opposite perspective and start digesting that information. And mm-hmm. notice what happens in your body. Like, right. do you judge it? Do you shame it? Do you blame it? Do you guilt it? Do you get angry about it? Do you feel violated by it? Right. Do you feel like it's suppressing you? Or do you feel like it's empowering you? Like, just notice, like, your reaction to it. Right. And that's your work. Because, what, because, you know, the only way we can be disempowered 
right. is when we give our power away. And one of the ways to be, give our power away mm-hmm. is to cling to an ideology and never, ever look at opposite competing ex- perspectives. We give huge power away when, when we do that because right. then you're constantly having Correct. to defend or attack. So when you're, if, you're, if you're entrenched in any kind of position, you know, then mm-hmm. you're going to be in that spot of losing power or, or fighting other people for power. So the only way to get your power is to find the things where you're losing it, identify it. And so I help people run experiments for right. that and then come back and share what they figured out. And then I ask just really, I ask a lot of questions. I just ask people right. tons of questions to help them find the answers, you know, and that's it. Um, that's very healing. And then, you know, mm-hmm. I also do shamanic healing. So if there's just like a whole lot of distortion in the space, like just tons of fear and tons of stuff getting in the way of a clear decision or a clear knowing, then I'll do a little shamanic healing just to clear that out while holding the truth of that person. You know, I never um, inject my own my own truth in anybody else's space when I'm doing a healing. I hold the truth of this person, the truth of this person, the truth of this person. I just repeat it like a mantra in my mind. I just like the truth of this right. person, calling right. it in, the truth of this person. I don't need to know what that is. It's not for me. I stay right. out of that. I'm the hollow bone. I don't, I'm just reminding them who they are. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow. That's truly beautiful. Remarkable. That is amazing. And um, for your shamanic healing and shamanic classes, is this done online? Well, currently, yeah, it's done over Zoom. And also because I have, I have clients like all over the world that want to take these classes. So I do it over Zoom so that they, you know, and I might change platforms. I don't know. We'll see because I've heard some things about <laughs> Zoom lately. But, yeah. um, you know, we do it on we do it online. And um, mm-hmm. we basically record the sessions and then they're private view only. And uh, so right. that the members have their privacy. And so it's safe to share whatever they need to share. Right. And we um, we learn from each other. So I love the group format. Mm-hmm. I love group mentoring because, yes. you know, the more it's like having the sweet spot of the right number of people so everybody gets attention and then also yes. like the right number of people so, so we get the most reflections possible into our mm-hmm. own life journey by experiencing someone else's. It's like the fast track to waking up because – you know, somebody in the group triggers you. That's awesome. Now you get to go explore why that person triggers you because that's part of your shadow that you don't like. If somebody, if you love somebody in the group, great. Now you get to ask your question, why do I love that person so much? So I love the group work. I think it's really potent. And um, I do teach people to, um, I initiate people as Mesa carriers as part of my one-year program. Um, I have my own indigenous teachers that are, Mm -hmm. are backing up my work in Peru in the Andes Mountains. And they, uh, they teach my students directly from time to time. And then I do a lot of the management of the program throughout the year. And then we, when we go to Peru, we visit with them in person and we do healing work and we do education and Mm -hmm. we initiate them into the Incan teachings and to this, you know, this ancient pathway for, um, the Chicana and understanding the Apus, the mountain spirits and the land and how Pachamama is speaking to us. And what is Aini? What is right relationship? How do you be, how do you find your integrity? How do you walk with integrity? Um, so I, I, um, I have that program and it's very powerful. And that program, I also weave Toltec teachings that I learned directly from my teachers and also other shamanic teachings from other tribes that I've studied with other teachers with. So, um, Mm. you know, I think that the more we can, you know, I want to say a lot of people are like really concerned about cultural appropriation right now of indigenous teachings. Mm. And what I want to say about that is that um, 
I actually went down to Peru because um, the Caro people who work with Dr. Alberto Vialdo as part of the Four Winds uh, Light Body School, they invited us to be part of their medicine. And the reason why they invited us to be Mesa carriers is because they know that the only way we're going to get right on this planet is if the indigenous people share what they know about how right. to heal and heal ourselves and come back into right relationship with Mother Earth. They carried yes. that medicine for us this entire time through great yes. personal sacrifice. And so mm-hmm. I honor their sacrifice. And now it's time for us to also take that medicine as our own and become earth keepers. It's up to every single human being on this planet to step back into right relationship with the earth. And if yeah. they choose it, indigenous people can lead the way. And they can become our mentors and they can teach us. And so when I say that I'm a Mesa carrier, I do it with pride and I do it with just the most deepest joy that I was invited into this very special sacred path that these people have maintained for a really, really long time through so many hardships and now remember the way and are here to remind us. I'm very grateful to them. And, um, and you know, when you're invited, that's not appropriation, actually. That's being invited. Right. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's being invited to share. Exactly. And they want mm-hmm. me to share the medicine. Think about it. Yeah. You know, people are going to be able to hear this message more easily from me when I look like them. And I sound right. like them and I come from the same right. culture and I'm speaking this truth mm-hmm. much easier than they're going to hear it from somebody who's like looks very different from a different country and they don't understand and it looks strange because they wear like rainbow clothing and all this kind of stuff. And people are like, that right. just seems really over the top that, you know, it's much easier to hear it from me because I'm a Western woman. I grew up here. I understand how people right. think. So I'm going to be able to reach people so much better than the indigenous people that I study with in Peru until people are willing to learn. And then, you know what? I release them wherever they need to go. If they want to go study Mm -hmm. directly with indigenous Mm -hmm. teachers, please do. Go deep. Go as deep as you can go. I'm just a doorway. I'm a gateway Mm -hmm. to the medicine. Mm -hmm. Yes, 100%. Wow. Wow. I'm just so happy that I have you on and you shared everything you did today. Really needed to be said and it needed to be heard um really strong really powerful i i'm just honestly usually i have a lot to say (laughs) i do but i think that today what i'm going to listen to is that what you said was enough for today's episode that was a lot to process and a lot for us to listen to and carry with ourselves and and open ourselves to listen to what Carrie has shared with us today, right? Um, it's just really, she just gave us, she gave us all of this with her heart. It wasn't like, I'm right, I'm this, my ego says that, I'm, I know and I know better. No, none of that. It was just like, just live your truth and hear how you can. How can you? Is it on me? Is someone else? Maybe it's another person in Claudia's podcast. It's, it's just finding your sovereignty, right? finding that strength and if you become that healer you know if you whoever your teachers are you're not appropriating it needs to be shared because even my first podcast I talked about a little bit of the history of mindfulness right mindfulness comes from Buddhism but if it wasn't for these western white men that went all the way to the other side because they had privilege to go and come back and not only that but share it with all of us John Kabat-Zinn and uh, Ramdas, right? All these men 
if they didn't bring that here, we wouldn't have mindfulness here. So it needs exactly. to be shared, right? Because it's only specific cultures and only they know. No, it's all of us. We are all healers. We all can share. And that's why I always ask those same three questions to my guests because it's about sharing our story to resonate, to know that you, A, you're not alone, B, you can heal yourself. And there are other people out there helping you to do so. And this is proof, very much proof. Having everyone in my podcast week after week after week sharing this beautiful journey. And then also what a lot of people don't realize when they're not in their, in their um, healing journey yet that us as healers, you know, the parts of you that you feel broken or unloved, we see that and those are the parts that we do love about you. Those are the beautiful parts of yourself that make you who you are. Your journey is what we fall in love with, right? Absolutely. That crooked branch, that mm-hmm. crooked wild branch, it has some magic yeah. in it. It does. It really does. I'm, I'm so thankful, Carrie, really for having you and for sharing your energy and light with all of us today. Um, I'm just glad to have made the connection and met you, and I've reached out, and here we are, and I was in your podcast already, now here we are. So I always feel the connection is not only for just the now, but forever. So Absolutely forever. We got work to do, sister. Yes, and everybody out there, too. We're all part of the tribe. So Uh-huh, 100%. Carrie, any last words that you may want to share, or um, where can people find you? I will definitely have your information on my website but just in case anything else that you wanted to add yeah absolutely so I've got two programs that are going to be starting in February one of them is Awakening the Mother Goddess which is a circle mm-hmm. for women and mothers and mentors and uh, the one year program starts again in February so if you want to be initiated as an earth keeper on the Incan Trail of, of Awakening then uh, mm-hmm. please knock on my door at carriehummingbird.com that's K-E-R-R-I hummingbird.com beautiful and when is your Peru trip the Peru trip uh, is going to be in June, so it's already scheduled for like the 18th through the 25th. And then yeah. actually there's a week after that because the week, the second week we do a pilgrimage to Mount Alsangate, the holy mountain of the Carol people. Wow. I, I'm really thinking about it. That's why I brought it up because I'm like, I think I might go. I've been wanting to go to Peru and do a spiritual situation like that. So you probably will hear from me. Carrie, I can't thank you enough. Thanks again. And until next time. Thank you. If today's episode resonated with you in any way, please subscribe to my podcast and share with anyone that may need to hear today's message. You can find me at Presently Aki on all social media platforms. Gratitude donations are also accepted via Venmo at Presently Aki. My wish for all of you is to find the courage and strength to start the path to self-love through mindfulness because you deserve it. Remember the breath is the secret and always lead with love.